Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today. And again, I hope everybody's having a strong, productive, successful Friday so far. I will be on the show today solo. Dad is basically traveling right now, so I'll be on here with you. And I got a whole lot of different things running on right now as far as different articles, different stories. And one thing that I saw earlier today, the uh, White House press buffoon, Polanski, Polanski, whatever her name is. I don't even – I barely ever watch her. And uh, I saw one of her little snippets where she now is blaming – the increased inflationary rates that are affecting meat so aggressively, and she's blaming it on essentially greed and capitalism, and it's the meat manufacturer's fault that they're raising the prices because they're being greedy. Now, I'm not saying a lot of the manufacturers that are out there aren't greedy, because some of them probably are, but what also we're seeing now is every single thing is affected by the massive increase of cost all across the board. For example, I talked to a buddy last night. He was talking about how a lot of times he went out to this basically free range area out towards an area that we have towards Plant City, and you could go get, you know, chickens, eggs out there, like organic chicken eggs. And he said everything that he's gone now, he tries to support local farmers, and all the prices have started to go up. And it's not because a lot of these guys are out there and their cost of grass or cost of feed that they have in silos has gone up. He said it's simply the cost of everything that's taking effect. He said, perfect example. He goes, anything and everything that we pretty much get has some way an effect from fuel prices. If you're getting organic feed for your chickens and it's being delivered by semi-truckload and you're ordering a pallet at a time and now diesel fuel is pushing $4 a gallon and the transport company is factored cost in at $2 a gallon, well, prices are going to get raised on that feed. And then when the feed goes to the chickens, the cost is going to go up as far as the overall cost in the chickens. And then when the eggs come out, you have to recoup some of that cost. So now all of a sudden the eggs go up to you know another dollar a dozen. When I was up in North Carolina, I had stopped by the store, and you know I always try to buy a lot of the uh, organic eggs whenever I buy them in general, and also try to buy them from you know like a local place or something like that. But essentially, is you know not just a name brand company, and one of the companies there, which was a very popular brand that I've heard of, an organic brand, very very clean brand. I've eaten them in the past. They were seven ninety nine a dozen. For eggs, for organic eggs, and I didn't buy them. I was like, okay, that that's way out of my price range for a dozen eggs. Because our family, we usually eat about ten whole eggs a day, just in general. With me, Lana, and the kids, we're always eating eggs, boiling eggs, making egg salad, eggs in the morning. And so, eggs, pretty much, I mean, it, it's pretty much a staple. A dozen eggs a day is going to go through our house. So when you start factoring in, instead of paying, you know, three ninety nine for a dozen eggs, which I get down here, now all of a sudden I'm paying seven ninety nine. Well, that's double. If I'm going through, you know, a dozen eggs a day times seven, plus, you know, four, that's $28 a week. That's over $100 a month. My budget just has to go up just to increase basically for the cost of the eggs of these expensive ones. Now, again, I'm not buying expensive ones. They're just out of control price. I think that's astronomical. But quite frankly, as sad as it is for me to say, the way the inflationary rate is running right now in a year or two, Seven, eight, nine dollars for a dozen eggs that are organic probably isn't going to be very far off. That's just a fact. 
They're already saying now the MSNBC did a report, and they're showing now that the average family is going to have to spend $3,500 more this year total just for simple lifestyle upkeep as far as whether it's not it's food, whether it's fuel, just in general almost $4,000 a year more cost. And this is why I've told people a lot of stuff. I said be very careful as far as investments and make sure you're making wise decisions with investments. I'm not giving you you know, investing advice or financial advice. But one thing I told my buddy, I said, but you have to understand too, if you're holding large amounts of cash and savings or basically wherever, and you're not getting any return because pretty much everybody knows now they have zero return on money market accounts and savings accounts. I mean, they're garbage. Like 0.1%, you know, it's like, you gotta get out of here. Well, if the inflationary rates is 6% right now and you're holding say a hundred thousand dollars in savings in straight cash, and you've saved that up, you know, half your life, and now all of a sudden you're getting zero return on it, and the inflationary rate six percent. That money is losing value every single month, and so at that point, it's better off to start moving that money into a more secure financial asset. Whether or not you want to do that, as far as with property or real estate or gold or silver, that is up to you. I'm not giving you any financial advice. But again, it's very, very important you realize what's happening with the rates. And as we're going to start seeing, as I told you yesterday, all the storms that happened out in the Midwest, all of that giant tornado that went through Kentucky, all these things are going to start causing price increases. And I've done everything I can here at Health Master, and you guys know that, over the last couple of years, to not have price increases significant on almost anything. And I was talking to my friends last night, and he said, man, he goes, you gone out to eat lately? I said, actually, I've gone out to eat a couple times in the last month because I've been on vacation. I said, any nice restaurant now, you, you take the family to it, it's, it's 100 bucks. It's 100 bucks. I'm like, you can't even eat. So by the time you get meals, you get a salad, you get an appetizer or anything, I said, you're, you're 100 bucks and you're not even eating much food. He said, yeah, I know. So it's crazy. It's like everywhere's like that. And um, I talked to another buddy, and he'd, he'd stopped by basically a fast food place, which I'm not a fan of, and I'm going to mention it, and basically got food for the families. They were in a rush, you know, and got, you know, the drinks and the food and all, just, just the garbage for fast food. He said, the bill ended up coming out to like $35. I'm like, that's not much cheap fast food anymore, bud. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, you can buy food for four people, and you know, it's basically seven, eight, nine dollars for a full meal now. I said, yeah. So that's where we're going with this. So again, be aware and realize what's happening and why they're continuing to cover this up and say the inflationary rate is transitory. It is not. We haven't even seen inflation yet until this doggone infrastructure bill. If they actually start pushing this and funding this, the amount of money that is going to go into the markets and the systems in order to try to keep this bill alive is asinine to me. What's crazy about it is that a lot of this money that's going into the markets is funneling through BlackRock and Vanguard and all these other huge, huge companies, and they're buying up subdivisions, as we've talked about repeatedly on here. And it's funny. We've talked about it for months, and people didn't believe me, and then I brought up an article about it, how BlackRock was literally going in to developmental areas where you know developers were buying property and planning out all these subdivisions, and BlackRock, before the houses were even built, were coming in and saying, we'll take all the housing contracts. We'll buy them all. Well, if you got a developer, all of a sudden, you know, you got a giant company like BlackRock come, an investment firm, and they go, yeah, we're going to pay you $300,000 per house in this entire subdivision, and it'll be cash up front. You know, we'll, we'll basically wire you the money. Well, if you're a developer, you're not even going to try to push the houses out. You're going to be like, Poop, done. Sign the deal. You know, I'm going to have 220, 230, 240 wrapped up in each house and pick up $60,000 a house. 
You know, if there's basically hundred thousand or there's a hundred houses in the subdivision, pick up a nice chunk of cash. And so again, this is what they're they're doing. All of a sudden, the developer makes six million dollars. BlackRock owns a whole neighborhood, and then they start funneling in the groups that they want to funnel in. That's exactly what Dad talked about with the subdivision that went right across the street that's starting to be built. And uh, right down the road, and I, I told two of my buddies last night, I was over at their house, and I said the same thing I told all you guys. I said, it's very, very important right now, guys. I said, you guys stay frosty and keep an eye on people around here. I said, because these groups that are coming in here, I said, the ones that I've seen, they don't even speak English. And I said, there's no telling where they're from or what they've been involved in. I said, we already saw what happened with the alleged 17-year-old minor that got transferred into basically foster care in Jacksonville and the butchering the foster father cut him and knifed him to death, then find out he's basically a 24-year-old member that used to be in a cartel gang down in Mexico. This isn't a joke, and they're doing this intentionally to cause as much strife and dissension. At the same time, you have ATF continually talking about how they need to reduce gun violence and they need to prevent gun violence while they turn around and are the very ones that go to their own bad idea factory and produce ideas like, hey, Let's sell guns to straw purchasers that pick them up for the Mexican drug cartel. And once we find out where all the guns went, we'll go in there and we'll bust all the cartel members. Oh, except that never happened. They transferred machine guns and AK-47s and 50 caliber Barretts down to the Mexican drug cartel and lost every single one. In fact, a large position of those firearms have been found even killing border agents and civilians and other individuals down in Mexico. So, yeah, this is what you have to realize when you see the gig is up and you realize what these people are involved in, why you have to expose what they're doing. Case in point, remember back in September, middle of September, like September 22nd, I think, the FDA came out and they said, we're going to prove the booster shot for all those over 65 and at high risk. Remember? And I told everybody, I said, well, that's not going to stop there. Then, of course, they came back in November and said, we're approving the booster shot for all adults now. And I said, well, just wait. I said, that'll be on the mandated list now. Well, of course, as we figured and we expected, Mayor de Blasio up in liberal New York, he was on CNN, and he stated that he's working on changing the definition of fully vaccinated to include boosters that will be the way of the future, and we're getting there. He discussed right now that 1.5 million people have already been boosted in New York City, and everybody needs to get there and to do their part, and that is going to be the way of the future. We've talked about this repeatedly, and this is what I've told you guys I joked about <laughs> about with the one lady when I was at, at luncheon. And she told me how she got the shots so she could travel because she wanted to go to Europe and travel. I said, well, what happens when they tell you you have to get the booster shot now to travel? And she goes, well, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I really want to get another shot. I you know, didn't feel good after the last one. I said, well, what do you think is going to happen when they tell you you have to get the booster shot to travel? Well, I don't know if they're going to do that. And I just started laughing. I didn't say anything else. I just laughed. Well, <laughs> that's where it's headed now, and that's exactly what they're doing. Now we see Italy has now approved a decree to extend the COVID state of emergency beyond December 31st, surprise, surprise, into March 31st, 2022, and quarantine all unvaccinated travelers. So anybody that travels to Italy that has decided not to get the experimental gene therapy shot will now have more restrictions posed on them. They will now have to quarantine for two weeks while they are in Italy, which essentially makes traveling without being injected or without a pass, I should say, virtually impossible. 
Because, I mean, if you're going to go to Europe for a week, well, then you go to Europe for a week and you find out you got to stay there for two weeks just to quarantine and then you can finally leave. Well, by the time you can finally leave, you haven't seen anything in Italy. You've been quarantined, so you want to stay there for another week and then you got to fly back. It ends up being a month's trip just to go over there, not to mention you got to sit in a hotel at your own expense for two weeks in quarantine. It's ludicrous. The entire concept is ludicrous. Remember, this is even if you test negative. This is what they're doing now. They've gone away from calling the PCR test effective to now saying even if you test negative, if you're not injected, you're essentially the scourge. And this is what they're now going and saying on national television again, the CNN doctor putting out their fear porn, told viewers Thursday, everyone should be wearing masks around family members during Christmas. And rather than opening up presents, you need to take COVID tests as soon as everybody gets up. So, yeah, let, let's see how negative we can make Christmas. Let's see how scared we can try to make everybody. Instead of actually enjoying Christmas like Americans, instead of being free men, instead of not living in fear, but having a pure mind and basically being strong, let's wake up, let's everybody put masks on, and everybody's got to swab their nose before anybody can get around each other or open presents. This is being done, and I've said this repeatedly, and I'm going to repeat myself. I know this. This is being done in order to reduce the family unit, in order to remove the old values of the United States, and bring in the new normality of fear porn every single direction you look. You have to think, a lot of people are going to follow this moron. You know, a lot of my listeners, you got my friends, health masters, your friends. Most of them aren't going to listen to this garbage. They're awake. This is just complete and total pure fear propaganda. But then there's a large percentage of the United States that's going to go, oh, that's what Fauci said. That's what CNN said. We, everybody, when they wake up, we all have to swab our whole brain and test a test, you know, basically run a, a quick test. And then if everybody's negative, we can put on masks and we can open up presents. Do you understand how pathetic it's got to be to sit around Christmas and watch people open up presents while they all wear masks? There's no emotion. There's no facial expression. There's just blankness. There's just dark, empty nothing. You see that. I mean, when you talk to people, you can't tell what anybody's doing. You can't tell if they're smiling. You can't tell if they're mad. You can't tell if they're happy. Why do they do that? Remember, the mask has always been used, or a muzzle has always been used by stronger forces to control either prisoners, control slaves, or control any dissident that they did not want speaking. That has been the main and only primary reason for mask muzzles. That was it. They did it all the time in the medieval times. It was a form of punishment. They'd put you up somewhere and lock you up. They'd put a big muzzle on your face so you couldn't speak. And everybody could yell at you and harass you and make fun of you. You couldn't say anything. Or they'd do it to slaves. So slaves didn't basically communicate with one another on how to escape. Mask muzzles have always been used for this specific reason. They have never been used as a protective force unless you're wearing a full mask headpiece like in medieval times. That's a, but that's a completely different topic. This is what they're doing. They're intentionally telling people that you have to self-muzzle yourself so you don't have any true connections with family anymore. You can't see the facial expressions on your 7- and 8-year-old child while they open up a present. They can't see your facial expression as you're excited to watch them open it. It's designed to devalue human life and take away our dignity and take away our independence. 
That is 100% what this is for. I have read dozens of articles on this show, dozens of articles, research studies, clinical blind studies, clinical double blind studies with mass testing that none of them showed any efficacy at reducing viral transfer, including the flu, including COVID. There is no research at all that is supporting mask usage anymore after two years of this theater that we've now watched. And that's why Rand Paul, I was so pleased that he's one of the only people, one of the only people that's brought that up now. He said, the mask are theater. And then they told everybody, well, if you get injected, you get this experimental injection, you don't have to wear a mask. Remember, that was the first thing they did this year, beginning of the year. Oh, if you get the shot, you don't have to wear a mask. Everybody runs out and gets the shot. Thank God I don't have to wear a mask anymore. And we changed our mind. You have to wear the mask because not everybody's getting injected. So because some people don't want to have gene therapy injected into them, you now still have to wear a mask even though you've been injected with gene therapy. And again, you've watched the snowball go down the hill. Like I just said, booster shots were for 65 and high risk only. Now all of a sudden they're saying that booster shots are going to be mandated for fully vaccinated. And I promise you, you will see probably sometime anywhere between March and April, February, they're supposed to roll out the fourth booster shot. As the CEO of Pfizer said, they absolutely have to push it out now. Fauci said they have to push it out now. February, March, you're going to start seeing the booster shot roll out. And then within a few months after that, you're going to see basically after its approval, you're going to see them push it and say, well, now you have to have the fourth booster shot to be considered fully vaccinated. My friends, there is no end to this. The goalposts will continually move as long as every single person continues to comply like a peasant with it, wearing masks. I had to go to Advent Health the Hospital I went to on Monday, my busted wrist, and I had to go get x-rays on DVD because I got a friend of ours that basically is going to be looking at him as a doctor. It's going to help me out and kind of give me his honest opinion on what he really thinks, if we can try to heal this thing up in the next couple of weeks with heavy doses of supplements or if it really needs surgery. And so I went to Advent Health. And there's a line to walk in the front. I parked out front. I gave the valet guy five bucks because I didn't want to park way out in the – this place is packed. place is absolutely packed. I'm like, dude, here's five bucks. I'm going to park up front. He's like, oh, okay. So I park up front. So I only literally had to go in and grab CDs. And so I walk in the front. And there's a line of people standing there to get their temperature checked, to get their mask, to all the stupid stuff. And I just walk around everybody. And when the security guy's friend goes, sir, you have to walk through here. I said, no, I don't. I said, no, I don't. I just walked past him. He goes, no, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to get your temperature checked. I said, I'm perfectly healthy. I'm just fine. Goodbye. And I walked away. I didn't hear anything about that. Now I'm walking through the hospital. And every single person's got a mask on. I'm looking at everybody. Well, they're looking at me with these big eyes like, oh, my gosh. I walk up basically to base, uh, admin services for medical records. I said, hey, I need to get my medical records for this. She goes, okay, you have a mask? I said, no, ma'am. I said, I don't wear a mask. I said, I'm extremely healthy. She goes, oh. Okay, well, here's the number real quick. You can sit down, and we'll, they'll be out. And sure enough, they're out there in like two minutes. Got me my medical records in like four minutes, and I was back out again. And it's interesting because now I know some states have gotten absolutely out of control with this, but even California now I'm seeing. Governor Nuisance did a statewide mask mandate now in California. What's funny, a lot, large percentage of the counties have said, we're not going to enforce this. We're not going to suggest it. We're not even going to say it's a mandate because it's not. This is just a tyrannical edict that has no teeth, that has no significance, and it's simply there to see who will keep complying. And that's what a lot of this is, my friends. You have to understand, this is a social experiment among the highest levels that we've ever seen before in recorded history. This is a social experiment to see how long people will comply with nefarious, erroneous comments. 
you have to wear a mask. Everybody goes, oh, let me put my mask on. They put it on, and then they run off, sulk in the corner, go get tested, go get their shot. And the thing about it is the more people comply, the more people listen, the longer they're going to push the narrative, just like the CNN doctor. You have to test and wear a mask on Christmas morning. No, you don't. You don't do anything these guys say. They're not God. They're not presidents. These aren't laws. None of them are laws. <laughs> you see, like I said, Italy pushing out their state of emergency. The reason why they keep doing this in a lot of countries is the state of emergency allows them to go in now and have pretty much unchecked dictatorial force over everybody by saying, it's a national emergency. You have to do this. I've been reading now, and I've had numerous people send this to me. I've talked about it already with actual law in Florida, the executive order. It was the law 2021-8 that basically was talking about uh, removing and making sure that no vaccine passports can be required in the state of Florida, which was a huge deal. And I've heard numerous people bring up the fact that on pages 2022, it has discussions on how if an individual poses a danger to public health, the state health officer may subject the individual to isolation or quarantine. If there is no practical method to isolate or quarantine the individual, the state officer may use any means necessary to treat the individual or vaccinate or treat is what it says here. Well, that's very strange because why would you put that in a page 22 of a bill that's designed to go and prevent vaccine mandates? Now, I don't think for a second that this is going to get pushed or even engaged with DeSantis in office. But again, what happens when they continue to bring millions of people to our state and eventually they're going to try to flip it blue, whether it's election fraud or whether it's just mass, mass, mass socialism with bringing in people here that don't need to be here. What happens when you get some type of tyrannical governor in place and all of a sudden he goes, oh, page 22, we can start saying that everybody that's unvaccinated poses a risk, and a danger to public health, which, I mean, if you haven't seen the writing on the wall, they've already been building that storyline up. That's why bumbling buffoon gets up there and reads his teleprompter and kind of slurs through it before they go give him some more pudding and soup. And he constantly says, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. No, it's not. They've already shown now the vast majority of people that are contracting this new variant, if there's any truth to it, what they're showing up with, if it's a variant, if it's another bioweapon release, if it's another mutated form of what's happened with this doggone injection, whatever it is, they keep saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated it's simply not that at all it's, again it's total line rhetoric the vast majority i think the one article i saw said that 79 percent if you look at the number 79 percent of the people that have been testing for the new omicron are fully vaccinated so that means the booster and the injection is completely worthless which we already told you and it's simply being used there as gene therapy and then you go on to have more mainstream fake news propaganda CNN Kramer, the one that does a lot of the market stuff with mad money on there, he went on a massive rant the other day saying that the government has the right to force you to obey. What? The government has the right to force you to obey? I'm, I may have missed that in the Constitution. If somebody uh, could give me the uh, – case law where that's stated, anything in the Constitution, anything in the Bill of Rights, where the government has a right to force you to obey. First off, governments don't have rights. Let's clarify this. Individuals have rights. Rights emerge from properties inherent to our existence. Their sources are humanity, and they're fundamental to the nature of our being. 
We have God-given rights. We have the Bill of Rights that was very clearly laid out when the Constitution was put together. Well, right after, actually. And it was, hey, these are a list of rights. It's not the government rights. It's not you're granting them that. It is inalienable rights that were given by God Almighty. So when you start saying rights, basically the government has the right to force you to obey, rights cannot be granted by government because they preexist all government. The right to travel freely unmolested on your way, the right to have the ability to defend yourself, the right to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, it goes on and on and on. These aren't given by governments, which means they can't be taken away by governments. However, however, if people voluntarily give up these rights in the name of fear and safety and protection, when you give up that right, it no longer is something that you can just have back. You have to understand that concept. When you sell your right, somebody comes to you and says, listen, I will protect you and I will keep you safe. I will give you food, water, shelter, but you have to sign over your rights to me, which means you're de facto my slave. I own you, but I will protect you and I will clothe you and I will feed you and you will be my good little slave, but I will take care of you. That's essentially what's happening right now. And people go, okay, I, I'm okay with that. I, as, as long as I'm protected, as long as I'm safe, just you can have my rights. I can't do anything. I have no right to anything, but just protect me. Well, when that case in point is done, the group that owns you is never going to protect you. They're never going to take care of you. They may for a short period if it's a good monetary interest to them, but at any point in time, they no longer have a financial gain by owning you. What do you think they're going to do with you? They're going to discard you in the ash heap of a hole and say, okay, that was done. Go on to the next one. That's exactly what we're witnessing now. And so people have to be very, very understanding of that. Our rights are given to us by God, but we have the right to give our rights away and no longer demand they be protected and listened to. And that's exactly what we're watching now in this country where people are literally handing over their rights. And once you hand your rights over, you don't just get them back. They are no longer handed back to you. You have to fight with them, in most cases, with blood to get them back. That's why every time people continue to comply, people give in, people submit to what's going on, I say, listen, this is a slippery slope because if you haven't watched the last two years, nothing, nothing about what the entire world government has done has been trustworthy under any circumstances. And it's very, very clear now, as we're seeing over and over and over again, why they're pushing this. It's ironic. As I said, DeSantis the other day talked about critical race theory and cultural Marxism and this elite-driven phenomenon that will not be tolerated in Florida with the Stop Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees Act, the WOKE Act. And it's funny, it didn't take a day for NBC race baiters to get up there and absolutely try to eviscerate him and say basically that the only reason – DeSantis is doing this is because he's a racist and CRT isn't even a big deal in school at all. But DeSantis is making a conspiracy to codify white power. That's why he doesn't want it being taught. <laughs> he said it's again to stoke white fears and raise anxiety levels to win elections and that racist parents in Florida are going to be suing every school and teacher and school district if there's any evidence of CRT in their curriculum, which, first off, that's a complete and total lie. Because the bill they're trying to pass doesn't just give everybody carte blanche immunity to just start filing lawsuits against everybody, which you can, but it doesn't mean you're going to win. 
Well, what they're very clearly there to do is to maintain the rights of the parents to dictate what they want their children being taught. That's the entire premise of this. So again, in SNBC, again, think about it. They take the concept of parental rights, right? Your child is under 18. You're their parental guardian. You're their parent. You have a right to know what they're being exposed to. You have a right to know what they're being taught. And simply that parent has a right to opt out of certain things if they do not agree with it in the school system. That's what this bill is all about. And if the school system continues to violate those rights of the parent, the parent has the right to school sue the school. Okay. So we've taken that concept and now we turned it and say, oh, it's for racist parents. It is to codify white power so they can't teach the truth. First off, critical race theory has no basis in truth whatsoever. I've written, I've written large portions of it. Not written. I've read large portions of a lot of the rhetoric that they've put out there. And some of it is just straight up disgusting. I'll be honest with you. It is some of the most racist propaganda I've ever read in my life. Pretty much, as I've told you guys in a nutshell, what it says is, if you're white, you're inherently racist, and every single thing that you do is racist, and there's nothing you can do, and you basically need to grovel and ask for basically, you know, permission, and you need to ask for forgiveness from everybody else that's not white. And essentially, anybody that's not white can do no harm. They can do nothing wrong. There's no way for them to ever be racist because essentially that's why. And you're going and looking at it, and you're like, dude, this doesn't even make sense. This is, none of it makes sense at all unless you're trying to subvert the culture and completely bring in cultural Marxism, which is exactly what that was based on. And again, this is why it was important that DeSantis brought this up. But again, realize the mainstream media will continue to promote the lies and promote nonsense. Also, too, in other news, I found this to be quite interesting. You know, we've talked about the theory in a lot of the reports that the migrant population from Afghanistan, from south of the border, from South America and so forth, have not been required to get injected with the shot, the clot shot. And we've had reports on that that have been very accurate. And well, now there's a report basically completely confirming it, and it's from Reuters, which is ironic enough. It says, according to the report published on Reuters on Thursday, multiple COVID vaccine manufacturers are concerned about allowing experimental shots on the migrant populace. They said tens of millions of migrants are being denied COVID-19 vaccine from the global program because the major manufacturers are worried about legal risks from harmful side effects. This is from Reuters. This is what they put out. On Twitter yesterday on their comment from the article linked to it. Listen to this. The pharmaceutical companies are worried that because the refugees or migrants are not beholden to any territorial laws because they're essentially like fleeing migrants. They're seeking asylum, so to speak. They can technically sue if they have any adverse events from the injection. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to – hold on. Rewind this for a second. Okay. Rewind this for a second. So every single person in the entire country has to get injected if you're a hardworking, taxpaying American, right? If you're an employee of 100 or more, if you're in a small business, if you're a government employee, you have to get injected. Nobody's exempt. Well, except the government <laughs> and then postal employees and Congress. They don't have to do any of that. But anybody else that's hardworking and pays the taxes, you're being forced to take an experimental injection against your will or else basically be fired, right? That's the premise of what they're saying. And, and it's totally safe. The shots are totally effective. They're 100% safe. There's 
no research or theory to even back that idea because the VAERS contradicts it. But that's what they say. Totally safe and healthy. So everybody needs to get the shot. But, 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 but we don't want the migrants to get the shot. The millions of illegals that are coming here and fleeing here and from Afghanistan, we can't let them get the shot because when they get harmful side effects from it, because they're not beholden to any territorial laws, they can actually sue us. And if they find out that loophole, uh, we could be in it for billions of dollars in class action lawsuits. So uh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about those guys. Just let them do whatever they want because, you know, COVID doesn't exist with them. It only exists with hardworking Americans that are employees and basically are paying taxes. That's the only place that COVID occurs. <laughs> so you can't even make up this lunacy that they're bringing up now. And again, this is exactly what we said. They're trying to bring in and subvert the American culture, make people as sick as they can, make people as dumbed down as they can, get them in the hospital with side effects, get them with remdesivir once they go into the hospital, and knock out as many people as they can. And at the same time, they're replacing the entire United States with third world country populace in order to completely collapse the infrastructure and economy. Because remember, this is the thing that you have to understand. When you take somebody, and this isn't anything racist, this isn't anything off-putting, this is simple facts. When you take somebody, like we've seen from a Middle Eastern country, and they don't even have toilets, they have holes in the ground, and then you basically take them to downtown Germany, and you try to put them in a job position where they handle food or they handle customers or they have to do actually much of anything, they don't even know really where they're at. This is a complete and total culture shock to these individuals. And instead of going to the bathroom, they'll run out the front door and go take a dump in the flower bed. This is a big problem over in Germany. I've had this repeatedly taught, brought up to me. They don't know what to do. And so then you see them walking around, as we saw in Cologne on New Year's and numerous other cities. All of a sudden, there's a group of Middle Eastern migrants. And again, they're from the Middle East where every single female out there is head-to-toe garb. You see their eyes. All of a sudden, they see a bunch of German blondes running around, basically, and, you know, halter tops and short shorts for the summer. And all of a sudden, they go, hey, they're not fully covered. They're whores. We can go rape them. And they go rape them. And then all of a sudden the judges come in and go, well, they didn't know the cultural norms and they didn't meet, they didn't really understand that no meet no. They didn't know that that was non-consensual because they don't understand anything here in German. So, you know, we're just going to put them on probation for six months and let them go back out. And this has been happening all over Europe. Personally heard reports of it, read reports on it, heard it all over the place now. And this is the same thing we're starting to see here in the United States in a lot of these areas. This is why they're doing it. And at the same time, the American populace has been so dumbed down, they don't even want to look at the truth. They simply want to go, oh, we need to put, we need to put a nasal swab on our nose and put a mask on for Christmas. It's a giant distraction social experiment in order to see how many people will comply and how many people will continue to go on with the lies. And the good thing about it is a lot of people are starting to wake up, but we still need to wake up more people. The fact that you have Reuters putting out an article saying that refugees can basically sue drug manufacturers so they're not going to get the injection while millions of them are transported all over the country, including to Florida, but yet if I'm in a job that has 101 people, now I'm being told that I have to get the shot or I'm going to be terminated or I have to get a religious exemption and then I have to wear a mask and test every week on my own dime. Guys, this is like living in the twilight zone. And again, that's why I've encouraged everybody, push back hard. I told you my brother-in-law worked for that defense contractor in Texas, and they pushed him hard to get the shot. He was like one of the only ones that wouldn't get it. He said, no. 
is my religious belief. He put down, I have a strongly held religious belief against getting the shot. They want to have connections. They want to have numbers to his doctor, his numbers to his pastor, anybody that was referencing him, basically um, evaluations and basically uh, references that they could call up. They gave him this like, 14-page paper document that he had to go in and sign and fill all this stuff out. He sent it to me. I said, don't fill any of that out. I said, where it says notes or request." See, I have a strongly held religious belief against getting the COVID injection and sign the form with your signature. You're not admitting to nothing. You're not stating anything. You're not claiming anything. You're simply saying, this is my religious belief. It's not a claim. It's not a basically a idea. This is my belief. It's my conviction, and you do not have a right to compromise me on it. And they brought him in a doggone meeting. With an attorney and HR and everything else. They said, we, we need to basically ask you some questions about this. He goes, I've strongly held religious belief. Is do I need to get an attorney? He said, no, 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 you don't need an attorney. They said, well, why is the attorney, why is he here with, with, with HR? We just need to ask you some questions. I've strongly held religious belief. Well, we need to know what, what your real belief is and basically who your pastor is. He goes, I've strongly held religious belief. Is there any other questions you want to ask me pertaining to my strongly held religious belief? Are you going to answer these questions? He said, I've already answered the question. I'm not answering anything else. You do not have a right to demand my answer about my religious status. Do we need to file a complaint with HR while I'm here? No, this meeting's over. Religious exemption approved. Bam, done. What happens is they want to bluff you on this. They try to bluff you on it. They want to push you and make you believe that you don't have a right to say no, that you don't have a right to stand your ground. They continually make it as difficult as possible. And he was out in Texas. Now, I know some other states have been given really hard times about it in California and New York. And again, that's why a lot of people are moving out of those states for good reason. I don't blame them. And again, this is what we're seeing all over the country. And it's great when I see people pushing back. I'm getting emails from people all over the country saying, hey, we're, we're done. We're not playing this game anymore. Emails all over the country, people getting religious exemptions approved. And then this whole, oh, you have to wear a mask and basically stay, you know, take tested every week. No, you don't. Take a test, a half a test, and save it. And basically, this is my test every week. Put it on file. That's it. I mean, you don't you keep requesting me to test. You can't tell me I have to wear a mask because of my religious belief. It's my religious belief not to wear a mask. How about that? Ha! Go back and forth with it. And that's why all these lawsuits are getting filed now. The more lawsuits get filed, the more it's going to start tightening these companies up. I guess that I told you the doggone uh, hospital got sued and uh, got basically fined for contempt of court because the lady in the hospital, their family wanted to give her ivermectin, and they refused to give it to her. Refused to give it to her. That is absolutely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. There's no reason why anybody in this country should be denied their personal freedoms are request, and they can't legally. You can't go in and start telling people, well, I want to take this, and basically this is working. I'm dying. I want that. When there's zero, like zero known side effects from um, basically ivermectin. This is why it's so important to continue to get your info down as well. When people bring up topics, when people make statements, you have to be educated in the topic that you're going to rebuttal. I mean that sincerely. I've been around people before where they say, oh, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Why not? Why not? I don't, I don't want to. Do you, do you have any rebuttal? Do you have any facts to put behind it? Do you have any strong convictions? Well, I just don't want to do it. I said, See, that's the problem. 
I said, you got to at least come back with something where you have a reason. Like, I have a strongly held religious belief. If you just simply run around and say, I don't want to do it because I don't want to do it, well, they pretty much already have you caught in the crosshairs because you're an easy target at that point. Because now you're simply just not obeying orders at a job or not following directions or being insubordinate. Then they have a whole list of things they can kind of just sweep it under the rug, get rid of it, make him disappear. He's fired and it's done. Once you start throwing in specific terms, specific reasons, specific religious beliefs, that's a giant wrench that goes into the gear system and is very, very effective at doing what it needs to do, and that's slowing down the lies and the propaganda long enough that we can get in and we can start making a difference and waking more and more people up and leading by example. It's so, so crucial. Also, too, as we're starting to see now, this it is essentially we're watching it. I talked about it earlier. The aspect of this COVID cult now, as we're starting to see, we're finally seeing this line in the sand grow very, very hard. And you're reaching a point where there's going to be a group that there will be no redeeming them as far as trying to teach them anything. But there's still a lot of people that are in the middle of another kind of that turning point where they're really starting to wake up now. And those are the ones you really want to go after. Those are the ones you really want to make sure that you're trying to encourage, talk to, get the information out there, and make sure people know what's going on and really just encourage them as well. Because, I mean, I've, I've told people this before, and it's very – sometimes it gets frustrating because people start going in, and people have a tendency a lot of times, and I said this the other day, they start finding one little piece of something that they don't agree with with somebody, and they want to extrapolate on it to the highest level. And they will say, well, I, I don't agree with this one thing he's talking about here. You're absolutely wrong about this. We need to sit here and we need to argue about it. Well, if we're on the same page with 90% else of what we say and we're both not really going to change our mind on one topic or it's really, quite frankly, inconsequential, is it really the a need to have a giant conflict and escalate a huge argument over a really, really small and significant topic that we just don't see eye to eye on when – 90% of everything else are on the same page? And the answer is absolutely not. And I get this a lot in Health Masters. And sadly, <laughs> I get emails from people all the time. And a lot of them are listeners. Some of them are customers. And they want to send me like this four and five paragraph email and argue with me about one single comment that I make and try to explain to me how they think that I'm wrong and I need to issue a retraction and I'm completely off left field with this. And sometimes I look at it and say, well, that's an interesting topic. It's an interesting statement. But – Okay, cool story. Delete. I'm not going to get in a urinating match with somebody online about back and forth about what we believe because, quite frankly, I learned a long time ago, keyboard warriors usually are all talk. And I'm not being rude. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody. But what I'm saying is I've learned a long time ago. People get online and they run their mouths and they talk about how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. And most of the time when you see them in person, they're not much of anything. Or they simply are like, oh, well, yeah, by the way, that's not a big deal. And it's like, okay, then why would you send me an email, man, about all this and basically chew me out because you don't agree with one thing I said and I see you in person and you're super nice and cordial? How about you just skip the part where you're really rude online and we just 
agree to disagree on one topic. And that's what a lot of people have to realize right now. You're never going to agree with every single thing every person says because, quite frankly, if you do, you're not using your brain for critical reasoning skills. You're simply just following what they're saying, and you're parroting what they're saying. Now, I'm not saying a lot of stuff that people say isn't true, and I'll even repeat a lot of stuff that's true. But again, make up your own decisions. Make up your own beliefs and find your own personal convictions because here's the problem. If you don't have your own personal conviction and you're simply piggybacking off somebody else's belief, when the time comes for you to fight in blood for that conviction, you're not going to do it. You're going to let it be. You're going to leave it on the rail and say, okay, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not that stringent on that belief. It's not that big of a deal to me. That's what happens because you don't have that deep, deep, very conviction in your heart to say, no, this is my line in the sand. You will not inject me with gene therapy, nor will you inject my children. You will not make my children wear a mask. I told you, not, my children have not had a mask on their face one single time, ever, 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 period, not one time. I told Lana that when she's gone places before in the height of everything. I said, if you put a mask on my children, you and I will have a very, very serious disagreement when you come home. I'm just being I'm serious about it. She goes, we're 100% on the same page. Absolutely not. And she's been places before. They, they need to wear masks because they're not wearing masks. Well, they, they need to put a mask on. No, they don't. They're not wearing masks. You're not going to put a mask on my child. My, my, my child's not wearing a muzzle. They're not a dog. They're not an animal. You do not have a right to tell me what I have to do with my children. That's a concept that eluded a lot of parents, and this is one of the reasons why, again, they're still pushing the mask in the school systems. They want to make you believe from a psychological standpoint. They want to make you believe that you do not have the right to say yes or no about what's being done to your children. Stay with me here, folks. When you go in and you say, I really don't want my children wearing a mask, well, they have to wear a mask to be in school here. All day long, they must wear a mask. They must eat separately, and they can take their mask down only to eat food. Well, these aren't medical workers. There's actually strict OSHA guidelines with face coverings and protective equipment, and these kids aren't washing their hands properly. They're not changing their mask every two to four hours. In fact, they're dropping the mask on the floor, and then they're turning around and putting it back on their face. It's actually quite dangerous. doesn't matter. They have to wear a mask because we said so. Again, you're then consenting that you no longer have the right of your child, and that person now is making the demands to your child. Like that video we saw, if you guys saw it, with the, it's like two-year-old, three-year-old in daycare. I mean, little, little kid. I mean, smaller than Kendall. And he's sitting there trying to play with blocks. And they're recording this kid as one of the ladies in the daycare keeps forcing them to put a mask off. He pulls it down. He's crying. He's mad. He can tell he's hacked off. Just stop. I can't say anything. I can't do anything about this. But stop it. They put it back on again. He takes it off. Put it back on again. It was like three or four minutes. And I mean, I, my blood's boiling when I'm watching the video. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, man. If that parent saw that, if they had any inclination of being a parent, of being a true Christian leader, they would absolutely raise H-E double sticks down on those people. Not to mention, I personally would file criminal charges with law enforcement for battery on a minor, especially during that video. I mean, it, it would be unglued on every level. But again, what most parents do? Oh, we didn't we knew wear a mask. I saw the other day, parent walked out of a store. They had no mask on. Their little four-year-old had a mask on, like half the size of their face. I said, wow, this is what we're doing a generation. 
This generation, by far, will be the most screwed up generation we've ever seen in the United States. We thought Generation Z was weird. Oh, man. You haven't seen nothing yet. Generation of mass peasants that are told to follow orders, don't ask questions, keep your hands to your side, stay six feet apart, keep a muzzle on yourself at all times. Boy, you're about to see a social experiment gone awfully wrong in the next ten years, my friends, if this keeps up. This is not acceptable in a civilized society and is not acceptable in a constitutional republic. You have a right to say no and you have a right to consent. Always remember that. Also, too, now this is interesting. A Christmas parade in Winter Park over the weekend was canceled after basically an individual was running people over again. I don't really know what to say here. This seems to be a regular occurrence now of a Winter Garden holiday parade that basically had somebody run a vehicle on Plant Street at a high rate of speed and start running into people. Now, what's irritating me about this is the two people that were arrested in the car we're finding out now were essentially Tyrone Baker and Elizabeth Chavez. And basically, they hit multiple juveniles in the car, multiple people, people in the hospital now. They have failed to say that both of these individuals were staunch BLM supporters. Now, what's interesting about this is we saw the same thing happen in Wisconsin with the guy that just got out on bail for domestic battery and ran over, what, 40, 50 people, another black BLM supporter. And again, I'm not picking on anybody that's, you know, basically doesn't matter what color your skin is. But what I'm saying is why in the world is this now something that's so taboo, nobody can bring this up when it's a BLM protester that runs over a Christmas parade. It's the second time it's happened now. And literally, if you look, it took me like 15 minutes to even figure out any background on them. And now it's starting to come forward. But, I mean, there was like every single mainstream media outlet. It got maybe a half of a paragraph in the news titles. Maybe half paragraph. Hardly any. It was all like local news. They didn't get hit anywhere else about Winter Garden. That's, a, that's like 45 minutes. From, well, I say 45 minutes. Ha! It's about an hour and a half now, hour and 45 minutes with traffic because you pretty much sit and stop and go traffic now on the interstate because apparently everybody and their mom wants to move to Florida. I can't blame them, but we really need to put no vacancy sign up at the Florida-Georgia line. I prefer we did that. I digress. <laughs> but it's interesting to me now. You know, you see incidences occur, and it gets zero coverage because it doesn't fit the narrative. And that's what's so important is when you start seeing stuff that doesn't fit the narrative, it is our responsibility to continue to get the truth out there and say, no, 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 no. Listen, this is why they don't want you talking about it. This is why they don't want you talking about vitamin C and D3. This is why nobody wants to talk about N-acetylcysteine, NAC, and what it does for the vascular system and what it does for the lung tissue. This is why they don't want anybody talking about stacking quercetin with zinc and vitamin C and what it does for the immune system. This is why the vitamin C powder we have basically has the quercetin in it and other bioflavonoids. And now I just got notice today that the vitamin C capsules with antioxidants, they basically have finished production. Those are going to be shipping out. We should have them here hopefully by Christmas. They're coming basically from uh, out Midwest, which – Good luck getting transport right now. It's been interesting. So we got pallets of that coming in for everybody, for the vitamin C capsules. Those will be back in stock. I know everybody loves those. So do I. The powder's great as well, but a lot of people just like the capsules because they're convenient. Either way, though, it's still the same product. It's incredible. And again, it's our responsibility to stay strong and healthy. You know, I'm sitting here now. Last night, we were working. I was at my buddy's house. I was working on, you know, obviously the gun was cold. We were doing dry drills. But I was working on one-handed reloads with my Glock. Just being honest with you guys, off the cuff, 
because my left hand's pretty much inoperable right now. So I got to make sure that I have my single hand, my strong hand dexterity and reload ability to be able to do it again. There's different ways you can do it, whether you put it back in the holster, whether or not you basically hold it in between your knees as far as with the magwell facing out. There's a lot of different tricks to it, but you know, you don't think about that a lot. So I did that a lot when I was younger, trained with uh, strong hand and weak hand only, one hand only, one hand reloads. And you don't think about it until you bust something up and all of a sudden you go, wow, what happens if something happened right now and I got to get that gun up and I got to be able to reload? What are you going to do? left hand or right hand are the ones inoperable. We better have some, at least some basic training to understand on how to do it at least. <laughs> and so it's very important. If you don't want to shoot ammo and you don't want to burn ammo up right now, do some dry drills. I know ammunition is coming down a lot. I know Russia has gotten around a lot of the restrictions that the Russian ammo is coming back in the United States, like the brass Tulla and Wolf and stuff like that. Some of the ammo is really cheap and dirty. I don't shoot. But a lot of the uh, the brass case ammo they have is actually really good. It's really cheap. It shoots good for training. I wouldn't use it for defensive purposes because I just don't trust it enough. But, you know, anything you're going to be using as far as for performance or for, you know, defense, I recommend very, very high-end brands like Federal Hydroshocks or Spirit Gold Dot or something like that where you know it's law enforcement ammunition that's used specifically for that. It's reliable. But, again, it's so important you have these things tested out. The same thing when I was up in North Carolina. I had a couple weapons platforms that I hadn't used in a while. Well, I wanted to push them out, you know, take them out to three, 400 meters and kind of see, you know, where I'm at with it, how they're sighted in again. And again, it's you have to constantly stay up on that because you don't use it, you lose it, especially when it comes to defense. The same thing comes down to hand-to-hand, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's, you know, shoot fighting, whether it's kickboxing. Make sure you are staying up to par, at least for the most part, on things you need. Because if you're the dad, if you're the father, and you're the leader of the household, listen to me, guys. I'm being serious about this. It's your responsibility to be able to defend your family and protect them. It's a fact. And this whole concept of, well, it's not my responsibility, pooey. I'm so sick of hearing that crap. It's your responsibility to get the shot to protect me. Shut up. Golly, bleh. everybody's sick of hearing that lie. Same thing, you have to wear a mask to protect me. I'm not wearing a mask because I don't care about protecting you because I shouldn't care about protecting you because you're none of my business. I don't even know you, Karen. Leave me alone. I've had so many arguments about that. I mean, I, I apologize using that name if anybody's named that. But you deal with it. I've dealt with it before. And I'm like, it's not my responsibility to protect you. I don't know you. Don't walk up to me and accost me. This concept eludes everybody now. Where you think it's your responsibility because you don't want to take responsibility for yourself. So they blame it shift on everybody else. That concept is idiotic. It's a loser concept. It's what it is. And they've pushed it now, and a lot of people believe it, as sad as it is. So, again, I appreciate the continued support. Thank you for getting everything out there. Thank you for forwarding our shows. I'm going to be on the Hagman Show tonight i got a lot more stuff that i got lined up today, trying to get everything planned up and dialed in. And so, again, it's crucial. It is crucial, my friends, that we continue to understand what our rights are. Like I said earlier with that comment that they made on NBC, basically, it's the right of the government to essentially tell you what you have to do and force you into doing this. No, it's not, man. No, it's not. It's your right to stand your ground and be able to say yes or no. And consent, voluntary consent, speaking of protection, this is interesting, an alleged armed robber in a skeleton face mask in Akron, Ohio, fled a Broster's chicken location when the store clerk pulled his own gun. (laughs) 
They said they know that the alleged robber entered the business and acted like he was going to make a purchase and pulled out a firearm, pointed at the clerk, began pulling the merchandise he asked for. The clerk then turned around and pulled his own gun. Robber fled the scene. No shots were fired. What's interesting about this is that was a simple situation that could have gone completely different direction. Nobody was injured. I think they ended up finding the guy later on. And it could have gone a completely different direction if the man wouldn't have been armed. And again, that's why it's so important. Know how to defend yourself. Know situations that you probably shouldn't be in. Say, okay, listen, this is probably not a place we need to go. I've told people that before. If you're going out late at night or you're out doing something late at night, you need to be using very, very good situational awareness, especially in parking lots that aren't well lit. Actually, in parking lots in general, but in parking lots that are not well lit. Use basically where they talk about it. Use the 520 scan. You know, Five meters around your vehicle and around you, another 20 meters out. See what's coming in. In most cases, you can see something before it happens. I have almost every single time. I've very rarely ever been caught off guard when I've had somebody approach me or basically try to start coming at me. I remember I had it at a gas station one time. I was sitting there pumping gas, and this guy started walking over towards me. He'd tell Tweaker, I mean, twacked out of his mind. Starts walking over me real fast. going to ask me for money or something. I told him, I said, whoa, stop. Put my hand out. He immediately stops. I said, dude, don't come over here right now. Well, well, I, mean, I was going to see if you had any change. I said, I don't have any change. Don't have anything for you. Have a nice day. He turned right around and walked off. You don't let them close that distance on you. Once they close that distance on you, it's done. Because now if they got a box cutter, they got a knife, they got a needle, they're right on top of you. So continue to use awareness, my friends. Thank you again for the support. Be sure to check out the product of the week, healthmasters.com, along with the magnesium brain food on sale this week, final week. Thank you again for the support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out all the different products we have back in, including the joint rebuilding formula, B-Complex on sale, healthmasters.com. You have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Enjoy the Hagman Show tonight. Have a safe weekend, and I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.